We are live. Well, good morning, New Hope Church family. Uh, welcome to this edition of the TNT uh, Devotionals. My name is Matt. Uh, might have just had one of the most awkward starts to a TNT devotional, so I will gladly claim that. Uh, I'm one of the student pastors at our Friendswood campus, and I'm so thankful to be a part of this church family and all the incredible things that God is doing. And one of those things that God is doing currently in our church is life groups. And so big announcement, hopefully you got to hear this weekend that life groups are up and running and they are back. And so if you want to find out more information about life groups or maybe get plugged into a life group where we kind of make the, the big church feel uh, smaller and experience community and doing life together, you can go to our website, newhopechurch.tv. Go to our life groups tab there and you'll see um, uh, the life group finder where uh, whether you go to 288 campus, uh, Friendswood campus, Alvin campus or Webster campus, there's a life group available for you. Um, some that are meeting in person um, in people's homes, some that are meeting uh, in public spaces and then some that are meeting uh, completely online. So um, we are doing everything we can to uh, make that life group experience uh, the best it can be for you. So if you want to get involved in life groups, uh, you can certainly sign up for that now. Um, would be a great way to get plugged into community and to do life together. Like I said, make that big church uh, feel small and experience community that way. And so uh, if you have a Bible, I hope that you do. You can turn to Proverbs 26. We are uh, still in Proverbs. There's so much wisdom to unpack in this book, and uh, I think this is my third proverb now, and it's, it's always so fascinating to me how much crossover there is. Uh, there's a lot of um, very similar things being said across the board, and, and hopefully you've picked up on some of that trend there, where the Bible is just um, offering us just a plethora of wisdom um, so that we can live the godly lives that God has called us to, and... Um, commands of us. And we can do that when we store up wisdom in our heart. And so hopefully this morning, uh, or if you watch this later, you can uh, gain some insight and some wisdom, uh, not really from me, but from the Word of God, because that's what we're going to be teaching from. So Proverbs 26, uh, we'll look at verse 4 and 5 right now. There's, um, like in every proverb, there's a ton that we could unpack this morning. But we don't quite have the time for that. So I will uh, go through several different verses and um, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with that. So uh, verses four and five, uh, you might have heard some of this before. And um, if you haven't, well, we're going we're gonna to look at it some today. So Proverbs 26, verse four and five, it says, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. And um, maybe, maybe you didn't catch that, but uh, verse 4 tells us to not answer a fool according to his folly or according to the foolish things that they say, while verse 5 says that we should answer a fool according to their folly. And I always find this part interesting because this is like one of those verses where people um, maybe who want to try to like disprove the Bible or something will, will look at this and say, well, look, the, the Bible contradicts itself. Look, look, they're two statements back to back. They're saying the complete opposite thing. And I think that um, 
uh, we need to just take a take a step back and like let's examine this for a second because I find this part interesting, right? We um, we really see like two seemingly contradicting verses. Uh, they're put right next to each other, and uh, one verse says to answer a fool. The next verse says to not answer a fool. So. Which is it? Uh, do we answer or do we not answer? Should we correct a fool or should we not correct a fool? Should we address an issue? Should we not address an issue? And I think the answer to that, um, as we'll see, is both. Um, not just because the Bible tells us both, but uh, it, when we understand Proverbs and wisdom in general, we can see that um, the answer cannot just be one or the other. It can be both, both and. and uh, we need to just take a step back, and, and really when we see uh, things in the Bible that seem to kind of go against one another or uh, conflict with one another, it's important for us to take a step back and understand a couple things like context and why it was written. And uh, just for Proverbs in general, it's always important to understand that Proverbs are meant to be a recommended way of acting, uh, not necessarily a divine promise. And so they're recommended ways of acting that usually are wise in most settings, but not uh, wise in other settings. For example, let's think of a modern day proverb that uh, many people say or have heard before. Um, An apple a day keeps the doctor away. So we've all kind of heard that, that phrase, right? That modern day proverb. Well, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Uh, is eating an apple a day actually going to keep you from getting sick every now and then? No. Uh, you can still get sick uh, if you eat an apple every day. Um, but is it a good recommendation to probably try to eat healthy, you know, eat your fruits and vegetables? Uh, maybe that will contribute to having better health. Well, yes. Uh, it's generally good wisdom to try to eat right and to. Uh, maybe eat your fruits and vegetables like you're supposed to that you learned to do as a kid. That, that is good wisdom. Um, it's not a literal truth like, you know, a promise like, hey, if you eat an apple every day, you'll never get sick. That's not what that phrase means when you understand the context of what a proverb is. It's a recommended way of living that's usually wise in most settings, but not every setting. So we see that in um, Proverbs 22. Right. You, you know, parents, you've probably heard Proverbs 22, verse six. It says, start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. And well, we know that there's times where parents have done everything they can to raise their children in the ways that they should. And sometimes those kids turn away from the things that they learned when they were a kid from their parents. That sometimes parents do everything they can to raise their kids in church and to show them the way that they're supposed to live, and those kids will turn from it. And we understand, though, that that promise, or that proverb, sorry, is not a promise, but it is a recommendation. It's a recommended way uh, of living and parenting. It is always going to be the best thing, right, to start your kids off in the way that they should go and model what it means to be a person of faith, a, a fully devoted follower of Jesus. And that's great. That's, that's what we should be doing. It is, it is wise to parent in that way. I mean, I, I have a kid that's coming and on the way in June, and uh, you better believe as soon as I can. Like, I will be putting that kid in our incredible New Hope Kids ministry, special plug there, shout out to the NHK team there. 
and all the staff and volunteers involved in that because they are doing everything they can to teach the ways of Jesus uh, all the way from birth uh, until fourth grade. And then they come to us in the student ministry and we try to do the same. So you better believe I will be doing that. And that is because the Bible just with wisdom in Proverbs 22 tells us, hey, try to show your kid the way it should go. And most likely they may not depart from it. But it's not a divine promise. It is a recommended way of living because ultimately the Lord is the one who's in control and we can be the best parents we can be, uh, but ultimately the Lord's in charge. And so uh, we just try to follow him and submit to him and do what we can, sow and water, sow and water, and then the Lord will take care of the rest. And so the main point is that when we read Proverbs, they need to be understood uh, more as wise recommendations rather than divine promises. And so uh, about these verses, verses four and five, should we answer a fool or should we not answer a fool? And uh, I think that that is seen in the right context. We can, we can understand that rightly because I think sometimes uh, we should answer to someone's foolishness and then sometimes we shouldn't. It depends on the situation. I think there's two things that we should consider when we want to correct or answer someone who is saying foolish things or acting in foolish ways. Uh, I think the first thing to consider is your relationship to them. So you should consider your relationship to them. Are, are you close with them? Uh, do you even have a relationship with them? Like for example, if your kids are speaking foolishness, then by all means, right? Um, answer them so that they won't be wise in their own eye and instead can be corrected. And instead of being foolish, they can walk in wisdom. Uh, or is it maybe um, Johnny at, who works in a different department and uh, you never really have talked with them. You don't really have a relationship with them. You're kind of more acquaintances, like you, you know each other's name, kind of. And uh, maybe that's not, or you're not really the first person who needs to just be like, jumping to correct them or to uh, answer them when they're acting foolish. Uh, I don't know. You know, it depends on, I think, your relationship with them. So consider the relationship because depending on that relationship, you should answer a fool according to their folly or you shouldn't answer a fool according to their folly. I think the second thing to consider is just the context of the situation itself. Uh, when someone puts something on social media, uh, whether that be a political stance or a sports opinion or whatever, uh, it may not be the best thing to just be the first person to jump in those comments to debate with them and argue over social media. I think that's an example where we don't want to answer a fool according to their folly, uh, lest we be like them. Uh, or maybe if it's in the context of like a large group of people, it, it may not always be the most appropriate thing to try to like argue and correct people in front of other people. Uh, sometimes the best thing I think is to have a conversation like that privately. Um, if there's maybe an issue there that you just, you just approach them privately and try to have that conversation that way. And I, I think that that might be a, a good consideration of context um, for us as Christ followers to set the example uh, of what it means to answer a fool or not answer a fool. And, you know, I'll, I'll be the, one of the first ones to tell you that uh, I, have, I am not always great at this. I think sometimes 
I want to air my opinions in front of everybody, but that's not always an appropriate thing to do. And so we, um, as Jesus followers, ought to just set the example for others. And the example I think that's best set um, is to uh, consider the context of a situation, but also just the relationships we have with people, um, because sometimes those like correcting conversations are are best held um, in private when we can just like meet one on one with someone and just say, hey. Um, here's something that I heard you said, like, like, let's correct that. I, I disagree with that or whatever that might be, um, which just speaks to uh, a bigger thing about community and uh, developing deeper relationships with people and being comfortable with those hard conversations when they need to be had. So uh, that is um, kind of how we address these two seemingly conflicting uh, verses that really aren't conflicting. They're just giving you two back-to-back examples of uh, there are okay times to correct people and answer a fool. There's uh, okay times to not answer a person or correct them. So it doesn't have to be an always one thing, always this, always that. It could be both and depending on the situation. So no, no conflict there. Uh, this is not like, oh, the Bible just contradicts itself all the time. No, understand the context it's written in. Understand what it's really saying, and you'll see that God's truth still holds firm and it still holds up. So let's get down to the next set of verses, um, verses seven through seven through nine. Uh, it'll it says this. It says, "Like a lame man's legs, which hang useless, is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Like the one who binds the stone to the sling, is the one who gives honor to a fool. Like a thorn that goes up into the hand of a drunkard, is a proverb." in the mouth of fools. And um, there's kind of a lot to unpack here because this just feels like, um, how do we say this? Like when your grandma's like telling you that some like uh, really complicated way of explaining something, but in reality, it could just be said in a lot easier way. That's kind of what's happening here where there's like three uh, statements in a row that are saying the same exact thing, but just in a really weird way, not weird way, but just in a different way. Like, like a lame man's legs, which hang useless is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Uh, there's this um, way of describing in a very extreme manner uh, the way a proverb is unable to cooperate with a fool because they just don't understand, they don't get it. And the reason they don't get it is because um, the fool knows the right thing to do and what to do, yet still chooses to not do it. Like essentially, like they're giving examples, the writer is giving this example of, of how a fool knows better, but in reality isn't doing better. Like the, the fool is the one who who doesn't put the word into action. And it reminds me kind of a first, <clears throat> the first chapter of James where he calls us to be doers of the word. Like the, the one who doesn't put the word into action is the person who looks in the mirror and then turns away and forgets what they, what they look like. That's what Proverbs is calling a fool. They, they know... They know the Proverbs, they know the wisdom, but they don't do anything with it. They're wasting it. They're, they're living uh, as people who look in a mirror, forget what they look like the moment they turn away. And uh, I think for us, the calling that God has put on us and that scripture encourages us with is that we wanna just be people um, who put the word to practice. And as, as my friend who I worked at a camp about 10 years ago, which makes me sound really old now, 
Uh, he, said, he used to always just say, don't talk about it, be about it. Don't talk about it, be about it. You know, everybody, any, like anyone can talk a big game. Anybody can just do this. But it's one thing to put that word into action. And you should just, man, all the time, hey, don't talk about it, be about it. You start complaining, hey, don't talk about it, be about it. You want to change something, don't talk about it, be about it. Man, we, we want to be about this. Knowing what the word says and putting it into action. And like we've said before, that's what wisdom is. And when we don't, when we're not doers of the word, uh, we're fools. And we do foolish things. And we're prone to do foolish things more so than we would if we simply just put the word into action. And talk is talk, but action speaks volumes. And so let's be wise people who put the word into action. Now, let's get down now to verse uh, 11. This is one we've probably all heard before as well. It says, like a dog that returns to his vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. And uh, I always kind of chuckle a little bit, I think, when I see this because um, I have seen my own dog return to his vomit and uh, lap it back up uh, more times than I'd like to admit. And so, my dog, uh, Russell, has a bad habit of eating things he shouldn't eat. And um, one of his favorite things to eat that he shouldn't be eating is a sock or socks. It uh, doesn't matter what color the sock is, uh, the size of the sock, the brand of the sock. Um, a man likes to eat socks. Dirty, clean, doesn't matter. Uh, <clears throat> and funny story, um, actually, was it in January? Well, I guess it's still January. A couple weeks ago... Uh, I was uh, skiing in Colorado, and um, Pastor Cole was actually at my house, house-sitting um, and watching the dogs, and <laughs> he texted my wife and I and said, uh, you know, he's kind of freaking out because he's like, hey, uh, Russell threw up uh, all over the place, and uh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I'm really sorry, like, I didn't, I didn't see him throw up, but it looks like he's thrown up here and here, and I, I don't know what to do, I'm really sorry, and we're like, oh, no, no, no. Dude, don't, don't, don't worry about it, dude. It's not a big deal. He does this all the time. I uh, probably just ate a sock and, uh, you know, threw it up. And then, of course, you know, ate it back up again because that's just what dogs do. And he was apologizing for it. And he seemed really stressed. And we're like, nah, don't worry about it. Uh, in fact, there was a time where he threw up. And then I went to go and clean it up. Like, I went to go get stuff to clean it up. And then when I <laughs> got back to where he had had his uh, moment, uh, there was nothing there but the stain on the rug because he had thrown up a sock and then he ate the sock uh, all over again. And uh, I remember when this was first happening, I kind of was looking up like, well, why do dogs eat their own vomit? That's gross. That shouldn't be a normal thing. Uh, and it really comes down to like in their mind, uh, it's just like eating regular food. And it's like this gross um, false perspective and false reality that what they had eaten and put back up and thrown back up was the same thing as fresh food. Uh, they were confusing uh, thrown up food and fresh food and then their nose, they smelled one and thought, oh, this is just another meal. Lucky me, I get to eat again. And they think it's like genuinely normal food uh, really because that's what their nose tells them. And so enough about dog vomit. Sorry, everyone, if that makes you think about things you don't want to think about at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, but what we want to really focus on here in verse 11 uh, is 
that word uh, repeats. Like a dog that returns to his vomit is a, is a fool who repeats his folly. Uh, the word repeat there um, is implying like a certain lifestyle. You know, all of us are going to make mistakes. You know, if you, if you make a mistake, um, you're, you're not a fool. But if you make a repeating lifestyle, uh, that is what is foolish. It's, it's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Uh, it is this way of living that um, is repeated habits and actions, that those are the things that um, mark the life of a fool, that the person who just keeps on doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, the fool that keeps like repeating his folly, uh, that is the dog that returns to his vomit. That, that is the, the person who's Reality is, is not in line with what the Word of God says. Um, is, that is the lifestyle that is not matching with the wisdom of putting God's Word into action. Uh, that is what the repeated life is like for the fool. And I think that all of us, I don't think it, I know it, we all make mistakes. Um, but there's grace. And I think that this past weekend, if you, if you, had, a, if you had a chance, I hope that you did, um, to go and attend service and watch Pastor Tim's sermon um, as we're in this uh, series about Joshua when he talked about the defeat at AI and sin and repentance and sin and repentance and grace. And man, if, if you don't uh, or didn't get an opportunity to watch that, man, go to our YouTube channel, special YouTube plug, go to our YouTube channel and uh, you can watch that sermon and, and Pastor Tim does a great job outlining uh, what repentance means because when you are a fool repeating your folly, a dog returning to its vomit, what you need, what we need, what I need is repentance to turn away from that and to run to Jesus. And Tim does a great job um, kind of unpacking what that looks like and why sometimes we don't want to do that and then what it does look like when we do. And so go back and watch that and you'll see that that is what we need, especially with something like verse 11. We need repentance. We need to walk in truth uh, and walk by faith. And we want to be wise people uh, who uh, avoid the repeated lifestyle of the fool and instead live the repeated lifestyle of wisdom, putting God's uh, truth into action, putting God's word into action. So we pursue the things of God. We pursue holiness. We pursue righteousness. We pursue peace. We pursue justice. We pursue all these things looking like Jesus more and more each day uh, because we want to be fully devoted followers of Jesus. And so we'll look at one last verse um, this morning, verse 12. Uh, do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. And I think that is a repeated thing throughout all of Scripture, man. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. Don't be wiser in your own eyes than you really are. And uh, I'm, I was reading this, and of course, just like always when you read Scripture, right, you just get convicted. And, you know, it seems like a lot of times when I'm doing these things, uh, I just, and I tell students all the time, it's just like I'm getting like a punch in the gut from the Lord about, man, I'm just not doing this right. Because I just, I was, I was reading this, man, do you see a man who is, who's wise in his own eyes, which is just a way of saying, man, do you see someone who's prideful? And I'm like, I don't know. Let's think about who's prideful. Oh, me, I'm prideful and I'm 
think of myself more highly than I ought to at times. And I was thinking about doing these and how, how nervous I get uh, sitting in front of this camera and talking to, to y'all. And um, I would love to say, man, I'm just so nervous uh, to do TNT devotional because, you know, I'm, I'm talking about the word of God and it's such a big responsibility and I want to get it right. And that feels like the very pastoral thing to say. Um, but I'll tell you what really makes me the most nervous is because I care too much about people's opinions of me. Um, and not so much like I want to impress people, but more so just don't want people to not like me. And then I'm thinking like, what? That's like such a prideful mentality. You're making it about yourself and, and, and not about Jesus and not about like imparting wisdom from God's word, not from you. And I just, I was like driving even here on the way here. And I was like, I, like this isn't something I even wrote down. And I was like, man... I need to be humble about just simply having an opportunity, but just be humble about not worrying so much about what people think. Um, obviously set an example and live like Jesus did, but man, when you are focused on Jesus, then you're more likely to be walking in humility as well. Uh, my friend Tony used to always say, uh, you can either be humble or you can be humbled. And I think that there's a lot of times where when we aren't humble, God humbles us very quickly. Uh, because we really, really need it. Because those of us who aren't humble, uh, there's more hope for a fool than for us when we're prideful and when we're not humble. And that's, that's a thing that is a very scary thought because uh, I don't know about you, but uh, you can read this and see that fools don't got it very well uh, here. And they're the ones who just look stupid. They're the ones who know better and don't do better. And I don't want to be like that. I want to be someone who's wise and someone who looks like Jesus and uh, fall a lot, but I want to be better. Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than him. So we got to be humble, be a humble, a humble church, humble people, and follow humble examples. And uh, that is the last verse that we'll get into this morning. So I want to pray for us and then um, we can be done. Um, Father God, thank you so much for our, for our church and for just for your word and for wisdom. And I pray, God, we would just be wise people who uh, live according to your word and who, man, just, just uh, follow the example that Christ set and then can be a light in the darkness. And I pray for people who maybe are hurting right now or um, experiencing uh, loss, experiencing confusion. pray that you just bring them peace and comfort and clarity. Um, so that we could just live lives that honor you and glorify you as you are the only one who's worthy. Uh, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, church family, love you guys so much. And we'll see you next time on the TNT devotional.